Welcome to the fifth podcast after the broadcast. Uh, Today we will be talking with Robin Perry Braun about abortion. Robin Perry Braun has a master's in psychology and is a holistic counselor who has worked with clients with sexual addictions for 18 years. She is also an emotion code energy practitioner and integrated life process uh, practitioner. She does Skype sessions all over the world and uses a holistic approach to address mental, emotional, and physical problems. Uh, you can find Robin Perry Braun at integratedlifestrategies.com. Welcome, uh, Robin. <laughs> it's so odd doing the podcast after the I broadcast know. still because we're not live on the air. We're actually doing a podcast in the studio that we do the broadcast. So, um, And this is such a hot topic. It, it really is. is. It's complex. It's very complex and it's very emotional for so many people. Yes. The topic of abortion. So, you know, I'm going to start right out by uh, asking you, are you pro-choice or pro-life? Well, and before I answer that, I want anybody listening uh, to my response to understand that as a practitioner and as a counselor, uh, my stance is always in a position of love and healing absolutely versus any kind of judgment or criticism but having said that I am pro-life um, what I define as pro-life so people understand is that um, all human life has equal value mm-hmm. and we don't get to assess one or the other uh, interesting you say all human life has value so do you believe that human life is different than life like animal life yes well, that's a whole different show. <laughs> well, but it's. But I mean, it does... I believe animal life has value. Yes, uh, but, but life is life. Yes, you know, and, and I'm both. I'm by the way pro-choice and pro-life okay. because I'm very pro-life. I think that that no one uh, should suffer harm, uh, and certainly not the, at the hands of another human, whether it be an animal or a human being. But humans are animals too, so right. it's just your perspective animals. of what you believe, and right. so that's why this topic is so hot because so many people don't even agree on what we just talked about. Right, and I think that where where may there might be a slight difference is the question does is that um, that the human beings are different and then they contain a human spirit mm-hmm. where we don't necessarily believe animals or bugs have a spirit. Right. Well, I, I know, but you know, uh, speak the the Pope uh, has says now that they do have, in, in fact, have, have a spirit. spirit. Yes, okay. they have a soul. I think is they have what a he soul, says, but which and, is different than a spirit. Right. So, and, yeah. and and actually, uh, um, well, I think they have a spirit. I've uh, I've owned many many animals throughout my life and loved many animals, and they love me back. And so I agree. Um, and I think I think when I get to heaven, my little Yorkie will be there with me. Well, then then he has a spirit, right, well, or she. Uh, but, but you know, we can debate that all day long, Absolutely. too. But I do think it's important because a, a very dear friend of mine always says with the people that are, that are pro-life are the same people that are pro-war, you know, and you can't be both. Well, I agree. I agree that you either value life or you don't. And, right. And I know we'll probably talk about it a little more in the show, but yeah. one of my concerns or my issues in having this conversation with people is that I... Um, you know, I see things from a very overriding and spiritual component, and we're always looking at the roots of things, the mm-hmm. fundamental roots. And I think one of the issues we address when we're talking about pro-choice or, or pro-life is this compartmentalization. If we're saying that um, a, a, an unborn child does not have the same right as the mother, that she has a right to choose whether that child lives or not, then we also set a precedent for saying, well, then we should also be able to take out 
put to sleep elderly people who are serving no purpose in our society, or we should be able to put to sleep disabled people who are serving no purpose in our society. I also think, and you can disagree with me, but it also creates a precedent for things like racism and gender bias and all that because it's the fundamental concept that as humans, we get to choose whose life is more valuable than mm-hmm. someone else's life. And, and the pro-life stance says we don't get to play God. God decide, We don't get to make that decision. Right. We don't get to choose that God decides who, you know, that all life is valuable and that as humans, we don't get to go, no, this life's more valuable than this life. So we're going to take that Mm -hmm. life. So we don't get to take a life. Well, I think what makes this, this subject so complicated is people always want to bring God into it. Right. Okay. And a lot, some people don't believe in God. They just simply don't. A, A lot of people don't. Um, and I believe in spirituality, so that wouldn't be the case with me, but a lot of people don't. And I think this is an issue where you really need to separate church and state. Well, and I don't think it's a necessarily a religious thing as much as the idea of a, of a bigger overriding value. Our, our law says you can't take a life. I agree with you. Well, that's what I say. I'm pro-life and uh, pro-choice because um, you know, thank goodness I've never been faced with that because right. I got lucky and, uh, uh, and we'll go on to that further on in the, in, in the broad, in the podcast. But, um, I just think that, that so many people want to put this subject neatly in a box and it absolutely it's cannot not- happen because of things like this. I'm going to share a story right. that a friend shared with me. Um, she was in middle school, um, and her friend, and she were both in the seventh grade, 14. This 14-year-old girl, uh, she was real close with my friend. And um, one day she just didn't come to school for a couple of days. And so when she came back to school, my friend said to her, where have you been? And she said, I had an abortion. And, you know, my friend said, what is that? And she said, I'm not sure. And then she went on to tell her, but my stepfather had sex with me. Okay, Mm -hmm. she was 14. And so the mother took her to have an abortion. And I I think that that when you think about circumstances like that, do you force that 14 year old child to have the child of a stepfather after a violent rape? Okay, right. What do you do in those circumstances? Do you do you take that child's life and then it has no value as far as her future and how that's going to impact her life? And, what do and, you do? And that's a very good argument. And he, here's my take on that. And, and so let me just proceed this by explaining how I do my practice. And it's a little odd, but it's based on um, muscle testing and quantum physics. And what I'm actually able to do is talk to people subconscious directly. It's a, it's a fact because we can prove it with science that we are only about 5% aware. We're basically an iceberg. Mm-hmm. And there's all of these things going on in our subconscious we're not aware of. And the process I use allows me to ask the subconscious directly questions. And over the years I've been practicing this, um, when I'm asking people for bodies to bring up trauma and subconscious, if they've had an abortion, it will always come up 
almost immediately within the first session. Well, I can believe that. I, right? I, I absolutely can. Okay, uh, and I'm leading because, to the answer of your question. Well, because, you know, uh, and I, right now my head is pounding even talking about this because right. it's such an intense subject, sure. and, I, and I feel so passionate both ways about it. I have... I have to tell you that, you know, and anybody that knows me will tell you I have incredible respect for all life. Yes. All life. Okay. But I also. um, I've now become slightly guilty feeling when I kill a cockroach because of you. Well, good. Because it's a life. And you're not God. And neither am I. And we don't have a right to just kill whatever we want, whenever we want. And that includes even the tiniest creatures. And I go to St. Francis of Assisi, and I'm no longer Catholic, but I was raised raised Catholic, and obviously um, it impacted me. with the animals. They were his buddies. They were because they're amazing. Yes. And we as human beings are amazing, too. But when our souls are violated, our bodies are violated as a woman, it's different for a woman than it is a man. Because the woman has to carry the child. The woman has to carry the violent act. With her. And let me go back to answer your original question, which was where I was going with that. So one of the things when there's an abortion, I work very hard with that woman to release all levels of trauma from their body. There's emotional, there's mm-hmm. physical trauma. We go through the whole process. There's forgiveness that has to happen. There's all this. Even if that woman was pro-choice, her soul has stored hidden trauma from the abortion. I, I, I completely and, and I have understand some, and agree. And, a and lot of, let me finish because I want to get to the answer to your question. A lot of those women will realize they started battling depression after that. There's all these things that that abortion then affected their life. Getting raped is a terrible trauma. It is also a trauma that can be processed through counseling and healing and can be processed. I believe when you take a trauma victim from something like rape and then they have an abortion, you've added a trauma to trauma. Mm -hmm. They're both traumas. Yeah. It's not a fix. I would take that client who'd been raped, and I would lovingly walk them through counseling just as if they had not gotten pregnant, and I would work with them with the trauma. To kill the child inside of them is now multiplying the trauma rather than giving them a new perspective on that child, which unfortunately was the cause of violence but that can be healed and reversed and there's a lot of cases of people whose parents chose not to abort them after rape who grew up to be very proactive and very like contributed to the well-being of the universe because they were that that raped mother who was raped by their stepfather or whatever chose not to abort that child and walk through the and, process. And all of that makes perfect sense. But rape is going to continue till the end of time. And women's bodies, I'll go back to that, are the ones that house the baby. Okay. The man's life isn't affected. He's probably not even, never even gets caught in most cases, will never be prosecu- prosecuted. I mean, we, we had someone on the show last week that talked about, uh, you know, sex trafficking. There was a, there was a, um, a case right here in Dallas just a, a couple of months ago where, uh, where a, a, um, a man was caught sexually raping a 12 year old girl in a hotel, um, sex trafficking, and he got to get up and walk away. That girl probably, like you said before we went live with the podcast, um, this happens commonly where they are taken and they are given abortion after abortion after abortion after they've been raped repeatedly in sex trafficking. But that guy was able to get up and go home. And that was a that that 
the he that, wasn't the police were there. Nothing happened the to him. The police acted until, illegally by not well, and until him. we can do something about that, I don't think that you get to take a twelve-year-old child and force her to have a baby. After being a okay, victim of of, of but, sex trafficking, but how is that child allowed to go to an abortion clinic anonymously without a parent signing off on them? This is one of the bigger well, problems. Well, that's right. Well, they've been removed from their from their family in the first place. But this this subject is so. I'm just saying, though. But if there was different regulations on even what abortions are allowed, I mean, th- that's a huge violation of personal rights. I mean, that's a minor who's being allowed to have an abortion without a parent. And here's where the whole back end of this story is abortion is a big money-making, you know, business. And statistically... Not more than sex trafficking. No, but statistically, one and a half percent of abortions are rape. One and a half percent. I don't believe that. That's statistically what I've read. Well, and and women that are in prison um, usually are victims of abuse and rape as well. Um, and it, it just it's just a woman needs control over her own body. Let's talk about uh, you know a, a, a grown woman. I don't think I don't think a woman after the age I'm going to say uh, 18 really, maybe 21 because your brain's not even fully developed till you're 23, right? Should not use abortion as birth control right absolutely not but that's not you can't separate them unfortunately you can't make special rules for special cases it's a it's a federal law upholding the 14th amendment i believe is what we talked about right um but it's just i don't know i i I talked to my friend uh I have several friends that I got a lot of their comments about this. Right. So I'm going to read one of my other friends. She says, well, here's what I am, uh, what I am on the subject of abortion and have been for many years. First and foremost, it should never be a political issue, legal, illegal, or economic, et cetera. Yes. Uh, it is such a tremendously personal issue. And that's where I, what I say, too. It should be up to the individual. It's, it should not be something that is influenced by politics or legalities or economics. Well, so let's talk about this. Just if we if we went with what she said, if the government stopped funding Planned Parenthood, okay, most of their money comes from abor- doing abortions. Not you, you can go get a pregnancy test at CVS. You don't have to go to Planned Parenthood, and they're effective. Um, well, Planned Parenthood, I have to say, provided me with birth control when I was the age of uh, I guess it was I was sixteen and a half, seventeen years old um, when I got on birth control. And I didn't get pregnant, consequently. But I could have never gone to my parents and gotten on birth control. My mother would have never allowed okay. it. But see, here's the, here's the issue. This and is, people, well, I don't mean to cut you no, off, but I, I, it's important that we get our, our, our full thoughts out um, when possible. And the thing is... That sex is going to happen. It's part of the human experience. We are wired and built to have sex and procreate. Okay. And, we I, are. and I have a lot of clients who are young kids sleeping around. Okay. And that's been happening for... But it let has. me just talk about a couple of snafus in my opinion. So one is that, again, subconsciously, if you know that abortion is easy and it's an option, you're less careful. Right? You're less careful. The girl's like, oh, I don't want to make the guy wear a condom because it's less pleasurable for him. So you've got other options of birth control. Um, And there's other ways to get it. So one, I believe it should not be a political issue. It should not be funded at all. But there is lots of evidence that there's black market, you know, stem cell research that fetal tissue is worth a lot of money 
and all this thing. And it's being sold. So it's a big business. It should not be economic if it's going to exist at all. Okay. I, I under, there's, so many, there's so many avenues we could go down to right. discuss this. But at the end of the day, okay, I myself at 16 years old was thrown to the ground, my clothes ripped off me and nearly raped until someone heard my screams, okay? And the guy got off of me and took off running. He never penetrated me. He never got me pregnant, thank God. But had he, do I at 16 years old have the right to go and get an abortion quickly um, and, and, and end the pregnancy so that I, my life would have been completely different. But how do it we know that been, it would have been worse? Uh, it, listen, it would have, it, I was in a small town, okay? But see, you're assuming I, something you don't okay, know. Okay, but I don't know. You you're don't right. Know. And no one knows. And that's why it's not your choice. It's not the government's choice that everyone needs to stay in their own okay. lane and mind their own business about what a, what a woman does with her own okay, body so should in a that 16, circumstance should, of being raped at 16 years old. 16-year-old get to make that choice in a state of shock. We do not typically make good choices in states of heightened emotion or shock with no counsel, with no objective party advice. I pulled up some statistics on this. I didn't know. I was a virgin. I didn't want a baby and I didn't choose a baby. Why should I have to choose a baby or to carry a baby, to house a baby in my very young 16-year-old body because a creepy guy decides to rape me? So do you know that I have two friends um, that had abortions at 15 and in one of them it made her sterile. She could never have children. Yeah. Couldn't get it fixed. She could never have children. She had an abortion. It doesn't matter though. The point is that it's not your business. It's not your religion or anyone else's out there to decide what I want to do with my body. We all make mistakes. We all make decisions that we're sorry about. All different kinds of... But if you were to have had counsel where you knew from an objective standpoint that this was a human life that you were taking, you weren't in a state of shock, you weren't under trauma, that you were given. How do you ever? I'm still not over the trauma of being raped. Then you go get counseling. Okay, I've been. To, the, I've been. When oh, I okay, when I say I'm not over it, what I'm saying is I still feel the trauma. It it it, it invokes emotion in me that that man tried to violate me. Okay, and that I would have to pay the price. And I don't think that's a price that any woman should have to pay. She should have the choice. And I speak to you from someone who is extremely pro-life. No, I understand. And all I'm saying is that for her to easily go get that in a state of heightened emotion without having an objective reality. You know, when you get on a drug, the doctor says, here are the potential side effects. So if the doctor said to you, okay, we can go, here's our choices. We can go through trauma counseling for the rape, okay? Mm-hmm. Or we can also get an abortion. I want you to wait a week and think about it. But here are the potential side effects of the abortion. 81% of women who've had an abortion have an increased risk of mental health problems. Um, you have an increased risk of cancer. You have an increased risk of future miscarriages. These are all studies done over years. 
And, on but, and okay, on. I'm gonna. I, I have no way to defend okay. them. Studies made by who? No, it's paid for objective. by who? It doesn't matter. There's have still there objective any, research. Okay, have there and been? I can give you this. The, have there been any studies on on women that have had to to had to carry a baby and then give it up, and what that does to their life as well? Because I could have never given my baby up because I am so pro life and I'm Italian. Are you kidding me? I would have never been able to give that baby up. And I have a great client who had her baby at 15, and he and she's 30, and he's 16, or she's yeah. 31, well, you know and what? they're good buddies, and she has a great life, and she's so glad she had this baby at well, 16. Well, you know what? You you have... My, my sister Mary got pregnant at 15, and she had... Um, Richard, my nephew Richard, uh, we were very close in age. He was like my baby brother. And I'm so glad that he was in the world. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about cases of rape. And okay. that is, I have a choice as a woman what I want to do with my body. And, you know, and you or no one else is going to project your guilt on or on me to make me feel like I've made a bad decision. And that's part of the problem here, too, is this the religious right tries to force their religious opinions on people that have a right to do whatever they want with their own bodies. Okay, but here's the deal. This is back to what I said before. If I was sat down and I said, I want you to understand that this is a human life. Legally, you can make this choice, but you are taking the life of your child. Now you have a long-term consequence to deal. You have nine months of pregnancy, or you have the rest of your life. Either way, there's going to be a consequence. Here's plan A. We get you counseling. We get you support for your pregnancy. I mean, one of one of the issues is there needs yeah, to be right. better support. Tell, oh my there gosh. There needs to be better support. There's no there's no support. Are you kidding me? Well, so one of the things that happened years ago was uh uh Giuliani in New York City changed a lot of the laws on pregnancy. And provided support, and preg- and abortions went down by fifty percent because they were given better options. But see, you're still making a you're still making a decision a state of heightened emotion. A lot emotion. of women don't have that choice. They are they live in in dire conditions. They're raped by their fathers, their stepfathers, but by their brothers. Not, that is not the largest percentage of abortions. It doesn't matter. So how do you? Okay. So what's the solution? What's we have two separate abortion laws for people that come from you know the white bread world and people that come from um, from the ghetto. I mean, what what, well, what do you I, do? I, I don't have access to the study in front of me, but there was a study done where they were they took women and they gave them more education on what's happening in the womb when a baby's conceived. They talked about life. There was a realization that this is truly human life, not just a bunch of tissue in my body. Right. And it allowed them to make an informed decision, not an emotional one, that may have permanent devastating consequences to their soul. We talked earlier about the dog That's bite. That's your opinion, though. I'm and talking somebody... about studies that were done. Okay. Okay. Uh, about the about the soul thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm just talking. What about, about the soul of the mother? What about what a, what about the soul of the of the of the mother that decides or that ha- is forced? You should have a choice. Is all I'm trying to. Okay. You should have a choice whether you're whether you're pro life or you're pro abortion. You you should you should have a choice. Everybody should have a choice. Okay. We don't get to enslave people. Because of our religious beliefs. Well, let's take the religion out of it. If, if we determine that this this life has va- this is a human life, and it has value, then 
then again, what I'm saying is my experience therapeutically is that the woman's soul knows that she's taken the life of her child and she carries that with her the rest of her life. The woman who just got raped having an abortion is not thinking that way. They're not thinking long-term consequences. They're thinking immediate relief of immediate pain. There is this idea in our country. What about the pain for the rest of their life? I can tell you it would not have turned out well for me. My life would have been completely different. I would have had to drop out of school. But you also didn't have uh, an I would abortion, have been, so I would have been, know how I w- that would have affected well, I didn't, you. I don't know, but I can tell you that had I carried that baby, my life would have been very different. I sure as hell would not be sitting here right now behind this mic. And there's a lot of women who, did, for whatever reason, maybe they waited too long or they didn't know, or in that moment they just decided not to, or somebody got to them and they realized this was a baby's life that they were going right. to had the power to take and they chose not Most to. Most women are not going to do that though. And and I do believe with you that women uh, does, should at least um, weigh the, have the question weighed in front of them, but not in a guilt way and say, are you going to no, take the, this child's soul and all that to put them on a big guilt trip, which is what they it's, do. No, but if you knew that it was a human life, it's not a guilt I'm, trip. I'm talking about coming life. from a love right. perspective, but, not but a beat what about you up. The, okay, so I know that. But what about the love? The reason I'm so emotional about this is because it's actually, it happened to me. And my life would not be the same had I gotten pregnant and forced to have that child but like you, my sister did. But you don't know that what could my have happened. My sister had a terrible life. And just like uh, just like Norma McCorvey, who is the, 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 the woman behind the Roe versus Wade and the three babies that she had, which she gave up for adoption, all three of them. She never ended up having an abortion, which is kind of interesting if people don't know that. But, uh, you know, my sister had a terrible life. She get, had to drop out of high school. Uh, she got put out the great the great state of New York, gave her uh, entitlement. So it made her very entitled. Uh, and what do you think she did at 15? Because she was she was still a kid, went out and got pregnant again and had a baby with another man and then another man. So she, just like Norma, had three different babies with three different but, men. And you don't know if she had an abortion that it would have turned out any differently. I don't. But I know this. Her three sons went on to have terrible childhoods. But above all, she should have had the right to choose what she wanted to do instead of my mother inflicting her guilt and the guilt of the Catholic Church on my sister that forced her to carry that baby. And I think that the experience is that it's the guilt and condemnation rather than stepping back and asking them, you can choose an abortion. Here's the heartbeat. This heartbeat exists within, I think it's eight days or 18 days. This is a human life that you are taking. And I want you to understand the gravity. And then here is all these statistics about your increased potentiality of uh, miscarriages in the future, depression. Some of these women that I've treated or I've seen were in their 50s or 60s, and they battled depression for 40 or 50 years because of a decision made when they were 20. Well, their needed, life did not turn out well, better. You, you say that they had they needed counseling or that they should have they should have had counseling either way. Either counseling way. heals. We all make mistakes. Absolutely. But for you to put that kind of harsh judgment or anyone on a woman after she has been raped, especially we talked about people kids at tw- 10 12 years old. You know, girls at 10 12 years old, no one should have control over your body except for you. Well, do you think a 10 or 12-year-old 
makes gets to make that decision without a parent's involvement? I think it is would be the most heinous crime is to uh, is to force a child into having a child at 12 years old. Okay, so I understand those few statistics and how we can use those to highlight the whole industry. That's not what this industry is. That is a minute percentage of the everyday abortions that occur. It's a minute percentage, and I get that there's those cases. It's a highly money-making industry. These things are being – there's evidence of this. There's proof of this, that there's black market body parts that are being sold. That's heinous. You know that women have been having abortions for centuries. Okay. And centuries and centuries because before there was legal abortion, women had to go and have – use coat hangers. They had to use – do all kinds of things. We talked about it before the podcast even began about what women have been doing because because men would would repeatedly rape their wives, not just here – I mean all over the world. I get it. Women women have been subjected to sexual crimes forever and ever and they they should have the right. If they've had enough to say, no, no more, I'm not having another baby after the, when their vagina is falling out of their body because they've had eight or 10 children or pregnancies, because that's what used to happen to women. So, so let's paint a slightly different picture. So let's say that you're right. And if we outlaw abortion, people are going to still do it on the black market. Absolutely. That absolutely will happen. And then there's a safety issue. What if we changed it? We stopped funding it from the government. I don't want to pay my taxes to fund abortions where those babies' body parts are being sold off on the black market, and it's a big money-making business. And Well, the reason that government funds it is because this is also factual, that when once uh, Roe versus Wade uh, was, was – the, when that judgment was passed, uh, crime went down – by 50 percent, 40 or 50 percent. I have it here somewhere in my notes, but it's and it was written in the book Freakonomics. When a woman had a choice as to whether or not she had to have a baby and and, and you know, we're talking about, you know, two different worlds here, too. Right. You've got the, you know, the perfect little world where no one it's all hush hush and they get taken to a really nice clinic and no one ever knows that the that their daughter uh, was pregnant. And then you've got the children that are born into uh, into uh, poverty and crime in neighborhoods where they're raped repeatedly mm-hmm. and they're on crack because they're they're addicted because it, their lives have been so horrific. Right. There's no one to take care of that baby after it's born to a mother addicted to crack. Right. And, 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 and so- it grows up up and it's a cycle. We ha- it's a cycle. So we have to look at reform as a fundamental change. We Absolutely. Have to, but we have to stop focusing in on the one, one and a half percentage of rape. Right. We have to look at, you know, closing abortion clinics where there's any hint of um, money under the table, money being, you know, it has to be br- brought down. I promise you abortion clinics are very much in many places tied in with human trafficking, that they're criminally partnering. Well, part of that is because we don't prosecute the Johns. Well, but that's right changing. here in Dallas. It, it, it hasn't that's, changed yet. We're talking a couple changing. of months ago. Really wealthy guy right here in Dallas, Texas, raping a 12 year old girl and got up to out of that okay. hotel and walked out. Yeah. And we just had 300 priests arrested, you know, in Pennsylvania right. from a sting. And that's just in one state. Right. So it's cracking down. It's being exposed. It takes time. Right. The human trafficking exposure is exponentially increasing so we do have to address that and I guess one of the reforms we have to look at though is to give the person coming in 
a time where they do have, just like with a drug, here are the potential side effects. Here's a list of studies done of, of true side effects from having an abortion. Right. You know, that needs to but be you, presented to, absolutely, to but, the person who has no idea. That my friend who got uh, infertile at 15, nobody told her that the potential consequence of having that abortion would be that she well, may probably, never have a baby Well, she probably, again. maybe she went to a clinic. I mean, they, I don't know. I know what, more than one person that happened I don't know to. what year it was or anything, but, you know, all I know is that 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 she has she had to have a choice she had to have the choice she has to make the choice she has to live with her choice it's between her and her god whoever that is and it's and nobody else's healing, business i'm all about healing that person's heart who's had the abortion because even as a christian there's forgiveness for everything and i want to see people healed of the trauma right but i feel like if we could prevent the trauma by better education and helping people understand the heaviness. Let me say one other thing, and it's about consequences. People who are having sex rampantly and have the availability to just go get an abortion are going to keep having sex rampantly. We live in a society where we have not taught this generation the laws or the consequences of bad behavior because they escape having to pay a consequence and not that a baby should be a consequence. There are other options with what to do with the baby, but it's the idea that you can live any way you want and not have to suffer a consequence. I think that is right. a and terrible do. seed. In Absolutely. Our society I, and a I 100% agree route. with you. And I think it even carries through, which is how we started this pad- podcast, is how we treat animals and other Absolutely. life. It's a throwaway society and I don't like it either. But you said the word feel and I'm going to wrap it up with this. Okay, we don't get the right to tell somebody else how they should feel, especially after they've been a victim of a crime. It's not our job. It's God. It's the universe. It's Mother Nature. And I respect you tremendously. And just as a side note, for those that don't know, Robin is my personal therapist. And it's been great arguing this with you. You can see the emotion inside of me because I would not have the life that I had had I gotten pregnant in high school. I saw it firsthand in my own family. I watched it happen. And so you have Um, personal trauma connected to it. Well, I don't know about trauma because I'm fine with it now. I don't know what I would have decided had I gotten pregnant. I mean, watching your sister. Right. But I have the right to feel however I want to feel. It's between me and my God. Right. And then as the therapist, I would want to say it's an informed decision based on knowing that there could be long-term consequences right. to your soul right. before you make that choice. Okay. And I appreciate it. And I'm just going to have the final word here because it's my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Of course. (laughs) That you or no one else gets to tell someone else how they should feel and what they should do with their body, especially a man. All right? Okay, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you later.